Lord, we thank you for being a great God. We thank you for what you're doing in this place and what you're about to do in this place. We give you glory, honor, and praise for you truly are a great God. In your name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many are glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? If you're glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning, give me a good amen. There is nothing like being in the house of God. I'm telling you. You can be in a lot of places, but nothing like being in the house. Nothing like being in the house. You could have been in the big house. No, no, they weren't playing in the big house. Nothing like being in the house of God. All right. Um, a couple, um, a couple service announcements, a couple service announcements, um, on this, on this, on this, uh, Wednesday, uh, we will have our, um, freedom night, freedom night, freedom night, freedom night. And so be here on this Wednesday, only if you need God, if you don't need God, then stay home. You got all your problems solved, stay home. You don't, you don't need to come. Amen? I notice a lot of you don't, need to, you don't need any problems solved, so you don't come on Wednesday. But if you need something solved on, and you need some God in your life, you need to get here. Amen? I don't know of a week that goes by where I don't need something from God. Amen? Okay. So I got to get here on Wednesday nights. Yeah, I got to get here. Um, I just need to be in the presence of the Almighty um, and, and everything Everything washes out after that. Okay. All right. Um, also, see Jordan on next Sunday. It's one of my favorite Sundays of the year. Um, we give thanks. How many got something to give thanks to God for? Amen. Um, try, I, I challenge you to at least get something in your heart to give thanks to God for. Okay. And so you say, but I'm afraid to tell people. I'm afraid to stand up in front of people. Listen, it's all family here, and it's all in love. Amen? And so uh, whatever you want to give thanks to God for, Jordan will put you on the list if you are wanting to. Um, if you're shy, um, you get one minute. If you're not shy, you get three minutes. Amen? And so uh, regardless, regardless, uh, come in and give thanks to the Lord. And it's just a service for us to bless God. It's a worship service to the fullest. Amen. We're going to worship like you never believed next week. Um, it's just a time to get, go before God and say thank you. I love to do that before the Thanksgiving uh, holiday. Just to go before God and say thank you. Right? Because on, on, on Thanksgiving, who are we thanking? We're thanking God for all he's done for us and the fact that he's given us breath and life. And, and so on next Sunday... Uh, before next Sunday, see Jordan so that she can apply you, uh, put you on, add you to the list, and uh, make sure you have, even if it's short, just say it. Come up and say, I want to thank God because uh, whatever, and then sit down. It, that's what, that's, it's going to be as easy as that. Uh, but I want everybody that can to give thanks. We don't really have a service, uh, so don't, don't get worried about, oh, my gosh, everybody's going to speak three minutes, and then he's going to go up and straight-up worship service next week. Amen? Okay, and so come on next week for that. All right. Um, listen, we invited um, 
You guys have to come out last week to a movie. Nobody came, but that was a good movie. I'm going to tell you what, I was shocked. Now, when I first walked in the theater, I'm not going to lie, I looked at Mark, I said, oh no, I looked at Melissa, I said, what is this? What is this? What, 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 are we watch, what are we watching here? It, like, it was like a lecture from the 1990s, and you could tell it was from the 1990s. But then he started to put and piece everything together and showing you the Bible and the stars and how everything, man, it was, it was deep. It was deep. And so if you get a chance, go check it out. Um, but tonight, we're going to go see another one, um, Journey to Bethlehem. Journey to Bethlehem. I, it's a musical. Uh, they said it's a musical. I don't know, like I never do, right? Uh, I just, when a Christian movie comes out, I like to promote it and, and go watch it, and uh, we'll see if it's any good. If it's no good, then, hey, um, remember the one movie that had rock, rock people in it. They, they said it was going to be good, and then the rock guy started talking. I'm like, man, come on. What 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 they what they doing here? Uh, but you know, I don't know if the musical is going to be any good or or what. But um, yeah, we'll be going tonight. I think it was five o'clock. Five o'clock. If you want to join us, let Celebration Cinema let us know. Uh, if you want us to get the ticket in advance, um, hit Libby up and pay her for it, and we'll go from there. Amen. Uh, but that's what we'll be doing tonight. Amen. All right. Um, how many see that that thing keeps? Going down in the name of Jesus, or going up in the name of Jesus, one or the other, however you want to look at it, okay? Um, drum roll, drum roll. See where we're at now. Slowly, slowly but surely, some will say debt free, 2023. All right, so where are we at now? You, you don't want to you don't want to mess it up this time, huh? Seven thousand left to to pay, and so you guys are dramatically, you, you you guys are putting some more dramatics on it. Thank you, Jay. Uh, this building will be paid off in 2023. Someone say amen to that. If you have if you have yet to give to Legacy Builders, I'm challenging you. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss being a part of what God is doing. Um, in this place, and then in 2024, in January, once this thing is paid off, uh, we're going to have a legacy weekend. It's going to be a blessed time. We'll tell you, tell you more about that. But if you have given uh, to this, then you're part of this. And so, um, man, we're excited. We're excited about what God is going to do as we finish up paying off this building that we just got four years ago. Come on, somebody. Amen. The bank said no, but, but God said yes. The bank said, I don't know how you're going to do it. I said, do you know my God? They said, I don't, look, 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 listen, listen, give us your, give us your fees and, and show us your, your, your accounting books and see, see what, what you, are you able to do this? And, and they looked at us and they said, nah, you can't, you can't afford this. Someone say, but God. Amen. Okay. 
And so what they say was going to take us 15, 20, I don't know how many years. How many say four years? Amen. Don't test my God. Don't test my God. Now, now I get to go back in there, and, 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 and I get to look at the guy in his face. I don't know if he's there anymore. But I'm going to call him up and say, hey, remember, remember when? Here you go. And here's, here's an invitation for Legacy Weekend so you can see. Don't play with my God. Don't play with my God. Amen. Listen, y'all sitting here, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Man, listen, you, you're faithful to God. God's faithful to you. You honor God, God will honor you. You bless God, God will bless you. It's simple. It's simple. It's simple. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, my goodness. You can't believe. Because this just sets us up for what God has in store next for the word of life. Amen. This is just the beginning. Someone say this is just the beginning. God's calling us to other cities and other places, and we've got to be ready. Someone say we've got to be ready. And so this is it. We're getting ready for what God has in store next. Amen. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to end there. Y'all getting me excited. I haven't even started preaching yet. Repeat after me. Say, I am, I am. Somebody. somebody. I am, I am. A, warrior. a warrior. Therefore, I am, Therefore I am. Victorious. victorious. And that's because I am, because I am. A, child a child of God. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. All right. You guys are excused if you are. Under the age of, what is it, 10, 11? Go ahead and use yourself. Praise the Lord. We want to welcome all those that are watching, wherever you are, out in TV land. Bless the Lord. You have not stumbled upon this service by accident, we have uh, uh, equipped ourselves for you to be right there where you are, receiving this right where you're at. Amen. Today, we're concluding our sermon series, Deep Thoughts, with King Solomon. Deep Thoughts. I love that, right? He's just like, oh. Deep Thoughts with King Solomon. How many been getting anything out of this? I know this has been a hard series, um, but what a powerful eye-opener this series has been. I've, I've had a lot of you say, man, oh man, but it's good stuff. And so, uh, um, as I said before, this series was not even planned, y'all. Um, this was not in the lineup. But when God says change it up, how many of you know you got to change it up? See, that, that's, that, that's the thing right there. That's one of the hardest parts of being a follower of God. When God says, hey, change it up. You, you change it up. When he says turn, you, you turn. When he says go straight, you what? You got to go straight. You, you, at least you better go straight if he's telling you to go straight. And the reason I say this is, a, this is hard is because... How many know that once 
you and I have our heads made up to go a certain way, we're strong-headed, right? And we say, well, I was already going left. What do you mean go right? And so we sit there and we want to struggle with God. And we want to say, well, I was already going left. Well, now I would have to make a whole turnaround. I mean, I went this way already. What do you mean go right? That's why I say it's one of the hardest things is because you and I, that free will sometimes is even King Solomon realized through searching for life's true meaning that our ways are in vain, but following the path of God is life's true purpose. How many of you know that everything has its time? Everything has its time. Everything has its time. There's a time to sit and relax. That's a good time right there, right? Put on the comfy comfy uh, the, the sweatpants or the comfy shorts or whatever you have. How I many know there's a time to sit and relax and binge some stuff? But then there's a time to get up and, and do something. There's a time to talk. Right? And then there's a time to be quiet. When you're in church or you're at the movies, it's a time to be quiet. At least for some people. You get those people behind you and say, Don't go that way! What are you doing? But how many know that when you go out to dinner or you go to date night with your spouse or friends, that's the time to the time to talk. The time to talk. There's a time for everything. Today's sermon is everything has its time. Everything has its time. Look to your neighbor and say, everything has its time. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. You got it. Give me a good amen. To everything, there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. How many like to plant things? We live in a world of changes. Things come and things go. People come, people go. Fashion comes, fashion goes. Ugh. The other day, my wife was saying, women used to wear fitted jeans, and men used to wear baggy jeans. How many remember that? The, the, the hammer pants and the, those you know, baggy jeans and parachute pants. There you go. Oh, oh. Now today, now today, 
The women wear baggy mom jeans, and the men wear the fitted jeans. Come up, fashion comes and fashion goes. Let me understand what I'm saying. <laughs> things come and things go. People come and people go. Everything has its time. Everything has its time. Ecclesiastes 3.3, 3, with me. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Now some of those we like when they happen. The other ones we don't like so much when they happen. Right? I wish I could just laugh all day long. Right? That'd be great. In these writings we see that although there are Good things that happen in life, bad things can't be escaped. Listen, there's a season and a time for everything. And I know it's easy to just want the good times, let the good times roll, right? But there's, a bad, there's bad seasons and there's bad times that occur in our life as well. And so we take the good and we take the bad. You take them both and there you have. No, no, come on, somebody. <laughs> Some of you are too young for that. In other words, you and I will see bad times along with the good times, y'all. We'll see both. I know we wish that we could all live unaffected lives, right? But that's just not possible. King Solomon here is letting us know that we're going to go through things. We're going to experience life. Just because you're a believer or a non-believer, everybody's going to go through stuff. But you know what I love about King Solomon's writings right here? Is that although we go through bad times, he follows it up with good times. He says, you're going to go through this, but then this is coming. You're going to go through this, but then this is coming. You're going to go through this, but then this is coming. Come on, somebody. Darkness comes at night, but what? Joy cometh in the morning. You might be going through some things, but it's for a season. You may be experiencing some things but that, that you don't understand right now, but it's only for a season. As long as God is with you, you will only have to endure these things for a season. It's for a time. Verse 5 says this, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. Come on, somebody. We just want the gain. Don't give me the lose. I don't want to lose anything. It's life. A time to keep and a time to throw away. Listen, I want to keep all my stuff. My wife wants to throw away everything. My stuff is valuable. I did the other day. What they thought was junk. I sold some pepper and salt shakers for $50. Come on, somebody. I got collectibles. 
They're not toys. Verse 7, verse 7. A, a time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. I mean, you know, that sometimes just, it's not the time. We, want, we get excited and we want to let everybody know, well, this is my opinion, this is what I think. No one's asking you what you think right now, right? Just let the person go through what they're going through and then the time for everything. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Everything has its time. Everything has its time. And for some things, that's okay, but, but not so much for other things, right? When we're having a good time, we don't want that good time to end. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But when we're going through a hard time, it can't end quick enough. The good times, we want them to roll. But when something go, we're going through, man, is this ever going to end? God, are you ever going to see me through this thing? When, when do I get to the other side? Come on, somebody. Whether we like it or not, everything has an expiration date. Listen, all those pies have an expiration date. You can only eat so many of them in the name of Jesus. That's why, matter of fact, after service, stick around. Pies for everybody. <laughs> and more to come. A clean, a clean, uh, let's, go, let's go to verse 9. Verse 9. Amen. What profit has the worker from which in which he labors? I have seen the God-given tasks with which the sons of men are to be occupied. King Solomon says here that you and I have God-given purpose. You and I have a God-given purpose. When he created you in your mother's womb, there was reason for you to be created. I know some of us feel like we're nothing. We're nobody. We got told that all our lives. We're a good-for-nothing, low-life. Some of us feel that way. There's a whole country, there's a whole world out there that feel that. But when God created you in your mother's womb, come on, somebody, it was with a purpose. That you have purpose. That's why every Sunday I remind you that you are somebody. Because everybody else tells you you are worthless, you're nothing, and you're not good enough for this job, right? How many times we get uh, turned down from positions that you're not qualified? Or that they'll say you're overqualified. How can I be overqualified, but you don't want to give me the job? <laughs> King Solomon says here that we all have a God-given purpose. We, we have given a God-given task inside of us. And that's what we're supposed to spend our time doing while we're here on earth. This is what life is truly about. Living your God-given purpose. I know that it, that's hard to believe because we work so many hours. We think that's all we're good for. I don't do nothing but work. I've got no time for myself. All I do is work. But doing what he's called us to do, that's what, that's what King Solomon's talking about. King Solomon searched for the answers 
so that you and I wouldn't have to. You and I can avoid this test if we truly want to. You gotta listen. Just gotta look at the book of Ecclesiastes. Right in front of you. Right in front of you. Verse 11. Verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts. I like that. Except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. So all those scientists and people that, astrologers and everybody that's trying to figure out God and the things of God, the Bible, you will never figure it out. Okay? You're going to be searching for a long time. But all God's creations are fascinating, right? Think about it. Think about the most beautiful thing you've seen here on this earth. You got it in your mind? Anybody been to like the Grand Canyon or um, mountain that you know of and or you've seen, you've been to um, Yellowstone Park, is that what it's called? You've been to these places and you see, man, this is God's beauty at work. Come on, somebody. You've been to an island and you've seen the beautiful palm trees and the beautiful waters. and Listen, you'd have to be pretty dumb to think the wonders of this universe and how they operate were not actually created and thought out by somebody. Everything in this world, the way it clicks and the way it's... The way things, I mean, it's like, come on, somebody. A monkey thought of this? Come on, somebody. It just, just showed up. Come on. And even if it just, any, any bang would not create something beautiful. It, it would be chaotic. There you go. Thank you. Just, I was going to say catastrophe, cat, catastrophic. It, it, would, it would not be the beauty that we see today. Come on, somebody. That makes no sense. And then I love right there where it says that he put eternity in their hearts. He put eternity. Man has an awareness for the longing for the eternal. We are aware that there's something more to this than what we're just living now. God put it in you. That's what King Solomon said. He said, there was something in me. There's something in us that, that we understand that life isn't just the here and now. Life doesn't end after we leave this place. The supernatural is legit. There is something, there is something more to life than just coming on a daily basis and going to work and trying to make the donuts, waking up every day, hitting that alarm clock. Remember that old commercial? I used to love that commercial. He would wake up and he was like, time to make the donuts. And he was sleeping, but he would go to work and he would put the tray in and he would take it out. His eyes were still closed, but he knew what he was doing by because you do it repetitively day in and day out. And we believe this is life, but that's not life, y'all. There's more to life than this. You can build for yourself a great life for the here and now but you're still going to be searching for the more. You're still going to be searching for the more. I don't care how many cars, how many, how many appliances you have in your house, how many TVs are in each room. I don't care how, listen, I don't care how many rooms your house has, you're always going to be searching for more if God is not in the midst. 
if God is not in the middle of it. Verse 12 says this, I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives. And also that every man should eat and drink, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, it's in the word. That man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. Verse 14, I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it. The men should fear before him. The men should fear before him. Why should you fear God? It's not a, I'm scared. It's a reverence of God and the things of God. A respect for God. That which, in verse 15, is has already been, and what is to be has already been. And God requires an account of what is past. Now here's the thing. Although God has created all things, and he's Lord of all things, we need to understand that all things have been subjected to vanity because of sin. Understand that? Although he made all things, he's Lord of all things, everything, everything has been subjected to vanity because of sin. We live in God's world, but it is a world that has fallen to sin. That's why the Bible tells us that Satan is the father of this world. Because of what we're doing and who we are and and the free will and the free choice. And the craziness that's going on today. Man, there are things that you would not understand telling you that, that are so demonic, that have so many different meanings, and you think, well, this is just this, that. This is just a song. That's just a movie. This is just, and man, there's so many different things attached to these things. We live in God's world. But it's a world that has fallen to sin. Therefore, the times and season and events and experiences of mankind are both beautiful and ugly. That's why we can live in this world but not be of this world. This world is beautiful. It it, it truly is. But the stuff that's going on with it, it's ugly, right? Help me understand what I'm saying. There's a joy in what God has ordained for us, but you will never truly feel that satisfaction on this side of eternity. Man, God has big things for you, but this is temporary. The bigger things are on the other side. The bigger things are when we meet our creator. Help me say amen to that. This is just temporary. This is why so many will fight with wanting knowledge of knowing all the answers to life. They want to know more. They want to know more. They want to know more. Try to figure out everything there is to figure out. But you'll never figure out anything until you have God in your heart. Verse 16 says, Moreover, I saw under the sun, in the place of judgment, wickedness was there. And in the place of righteousness, iniquity was there. I said in my heart, God shall judge the righteous 
and the wicked. For there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. Come on, somebody. Coming to a close. Coming to a close. All that we do under the sun will one day be judged. What King Solomon is saying here. All that we do, the good and the bad, one day, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked. It's all, it's all seen. It's all seen. It's coming. One day when you meet your creator, one day when we meet our maker, we'll be judged for what we did here on earth. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want them to look at my life and say, man, you spend all your time chasing what? Chasing the wind. I, I, I can imagine that we're going to get up there and we're going to get to heaven and then we're going to look and he's got a video screen. And like our life is in fast forward type of thing. And like showing the, and then there we are. And he's going to look and say, what are you chasing? What, what are you chasing, son? What, what, what were you trying to accomplish? Because in my word, I told you, in my word, I gave you purpose already. In my word, I told you who you were. In my word, I, 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 but I was chasing a good time, God. But I was chasing a promotion, God. You did all that running for what? You did all that working for what? Ooh. Chasing Havel. Chasing vanity. Chasing things that mean nothing. I think I said it last week or I said it on an E612 show. I said it somewhere. You cannot go to a funeral. And, and, and you know how everybody gets in line and we're going to the cemetery and you see the hearse. And connected to the hearse, you will never see an Eminem moving truck. You know why? Because you can't take your stuff with you. Connected to the hearse, you won't see a U-Haul truck connected. You can't take it with you. And one day we're going to meet the creator, and he's going to say, man, you were down there so busy, so busy, chasing stuff. And now here we are, and we're looking at your life, and where were you chasing me? Where were you chasing God and the things of God? But God, I was going to do this, and God, I was going to be that, and God, I was, I was supposed to, and God, I... When you're on your deathbed, I don't think it matters about what is in the bank account. You're just trying to live at that point. We chase so much stuff.
King Solomon did the homework for you and I, man. He said, I've been there. I've done that. I went there. I've done that. I drank all night and I had wild parties. I've done that. Slept with anybody I wanted to. Done that. It's in the word. Entertained the highest people, the richest people. I've done that. Had the biggest palace. Done that. Shirts made. Been there. Done that. All for what? And this is what he told us in Ecclesiastes. He says, all for what? What was I chasing? What did I spend my time doing? What was life about? So that I could have multiple assets. So you could choose to chase the things of this world all the days of your life. Or you could choose to chase after God and the things of God. It's your decision today. It's your decision. Somebody said, well, but man, if he's a loving God, he's a, then why would, he, why would he send people to hell? Why, what? It's your decision. Not, not God's decision. You, you and I make the decision whether we live for him or live for ourselves. It's a time for everything. So what time is it in your life? What time is it in your life? Have you got stuck in a season that, can't, that you can't figure out how to get out of? There's some of us today, we've got stuck in a time where we don't know how to bounce back from. Depression, anxiety, stress, all the loneliness. Some of us are in a time, can I tell you that that time only lasts for a season, or should have lasted for a season. It's time to get past that. What time is it in your life? Or no, Pastor, I just cry every night. Cry myself to sleep. God doesn't want that for you. That's not what time it is. Remember I said after everything, he said there was a time, but a good time came afterwards. I'm stuck, Pastor. I don't know how to get past it. I want to help you today. What time is it in your life? It's time to release those things to God and allow him to do what he wants to do in your life today. Amen. First John 1 John 1.9 says this. If we confess our sins, that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Today, if that's you, I want to pray with you. You're here and you say, Pastor, I need prayer. I need help. I need him in my life. I need to confess my sins. I need to come before him and I need to leave it at the altar. I'm chasing Friday nights. That's what I'm chasing. I should be chasing God. That's you. I want to pray with you before you go.
My second call is this. My second call is if you're here and you're stuck in a time. You're stuck in a time and you're trying to figure it out. Stuck. Stuck in a time of depression. I'm stuck in a time of loneliness. I'm stuck in a time of financial problems. I, I don't know how to get out of this time, out of the season. I want to pray with you. My last call is if there's anybody here that just says, I just need prayer for whatever reason. 